Welcome back to the latest Grazia Life Advice. Thanks as always for being with us. In this episode, we've got some great advice from an actor who you might know from the TV show Years and Years or The Rook. I'm Ruth Maidley. I'm an actor and a writer, and I'm this week's guest on the Grazia Life Advice podcast. Ruth tells us about her brand new film, Then Barbara Met Alan, and we talk about advocating for people with disabilities in the TV and film industries. I really hope that the work that I do will help like a 12-year-old be sat at home who's a wheelchair user, who has scoliosis and spina bifida, or any kind of disability, Mm. see themselves and be like, oh, that's awesome. We chat about learning to love our bodies and taking the tougher days as best you can. I do fall into the trap sometimes of being really resentful and being like, "I, I, I don't have time for this pain. I've got a lot to do, I'm very busy. You just have to kind of succumb to it, let your body rest and know that it will pass in time. And Ruth gives us some hard-hitting advice about how not to speak to people with disabilities. Every disabled person will tell you that at some point in, in a week that you will get asked, I shit you not, can you have sex? All of this plus the acting world, taking time to be still and some great advice from Ruth's granddad. I really hope you enjoy the chat. Hi Ruth, thanks so much for being the guest on the podcast this week. How are you doing? Hello, I'm really good, thank you. I am, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to be on this. Thank you so much for having me. And it sounds like you've had a, um, quite a kind of hedonistic couple of days with evening events, is that right? Hedonistic, that's the perfect word to describe it. Yeah, you know what, it's been, uh, it's been a really exciting week because it's the week prior to our TX for the drama that comes out, then Barbara Met Allen, and uh, we had the Stylist Magazine Remarkable Women Awards, and then we had the official screening and press event for the drama. So, two very busy nights. So, yeah, this is a really nice way to start today. Okay. <laughs> What's your sort of modus operandi at like work events? Are you somebody that like loves it and embraces it and is like there drinking and talking to everyone, or do you? sort of shrink a little bit you know what it depends what it is I mean definitely the first one (laughs) but I think um last night at the screening I was I I do get really really nervous so that's something that's uh that that, to be fair I get nervous when I start um a new job I get the first day on set any kind of event I'm always really really nervous but you know what I I I always say if I'm not nervous then I I shouldn't really be doing it because it shows that I actually give a shit so yeah um so yeah I I definitely find the nerves a positive thing not at the time I'm usually like oh I'm gonna be sick (laughs) but I'm a social person I do enjoy I really enjoy meeting people and 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 seeing people come out to support yeah it must be an amazing feeling to have everyone there very very overwhelming really overwhelming I found last night particularly overwhelming (laughs) yeah yeah well you're here to share your life advice with us um before we do that you mentioned just before we came on the call that often when you introduce yourself normally I suppose on tv things that you like to do an audio description for um people who are partially sighted or blind Mm -hmm. and if that's something you'd like to do we'd love to we'd love to have that yeah I'd love to so I am Ruth I'm a white woman who is currently sat in her hotel room wearing a black jumpsuit her dark blonde hair is tied up and she's got a thick fringe that's down she's wearing significantly less makeup than she has been doing for the past couple of days <laughs> I'm also a 
manual wheelchair user. I have spina bifida and scoliosis and I am smiling a lot because I'm really excited to be on this podcast. Oh, that's lovely. I feel like we should ask all of our guests to do that. It's something that I'm definitely trying to do more. Like I, I've working with more and more people with uh, so many different disabilities. It's, mm. it's a really nice way for all of us to kind of learn how to be a lot more inclusive because I'm very, I'm very well versed at physical access, but not so much with um, deaf and blind access. So yeah, to be able to, to learn how to make my work more uh, accessible yeah. is great. So yeah. Brilliant. That um, should have been one of my pieces of advice, shouldn't it? Yeah. Well, we it, could, well it, could, it could lead <laughs> us seamlessly onto our first piece of advice. Um, there you go. Which is, um, Ruth, is to respect your body. So tell mm-hmm. me about that. You know something? I have spoken quite a lot in being in the industry. I've been very aware that I never saw myself on screen as I I, I grew up and my body is very different than people I grew up with. So I attended mainstream school. I went to, you know, a school that where I was in primary school, I was, I was the only disabled person. Um, I was the only disabled person in my year at, at secondary school. So I, I was always very aware that my body looked different. And I'll admit, I did struggle quite a bit with that growing up, you know, especially when, you know, boys start coming on the scene, all of that stuff. And I, I as I've gotten older, I've really realised how important disability representation is in the industry for not just for the sake of, of, of having, you know, more people have opportunities with the industry, but it, it's a massive knock-on effect because you see so many different bodies. It's like anything, like it, people who are bigger, people who are shorter, people who have got different colour skin, all of these things. And, and, and for so long, I, I grew up being very aware that I only saw... I guess one type of body on screen and I often felt that my body didn't fit in or, or wouldn't really be welcome in that in that space. I, I really, really, as I've gotten older, come to respect my body so much more. And also as a disabled person, I've had a, a lot of surgeries, uh, mainly spinal. So I have a lot of scars and I know that my body has been put through the ringer many times. And for it to still be functioning to a really pretty awesome level, I, I have a, definitely a newfound respect for my body as I've gotten older and and as I've come into the industry as well. So to be able to show my body in various scenes, in different situations, I think is really powerful. Yeah. I really hope that the work that I do will help like a 12-year-old be sat at home who's a wheelchair user, who has scoliosis and spina bifida or any kind of disability, Mm. see themselves and be like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love what you said about realizing that the many ways that your body is awesome and all of the Mm. things that you can do and all of the things you love about your body. I I can imagine that for an able-bodied person, you're often not in that awareness of yourself because you've never had to you never you've never had to think about your body as this thing that you're grateful for or that is carrying you through every day in a in a easy way it's only you know to hear you say that that makes me really appreciate my ability in a in a different way so me too because it, it, it's something I mean I um I have uh, chronic pain, so pain is something that I deal with um, on a daily basis, like a lot of disabled people. And 
it is it's a skill to manage a very very demanding very physical industry with um your own physical health and i think that's something that i have, have definitely respected my body for a lot more i mean there are days but like everybody when you're just like oh for crying out loud just mm. give me a break <laughs> and then other days when you're just like oh not looking great today but then other days i'm like check me <laughs> out <laughs> which brings us on to your second piece of advice which is don't be so hard on yourself oh my goodness me yeah that is so, that's one that my mum gives me so 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 much I I'm I've nobody is more hard on themselves than I am literally I have such high standards for myself I don't have them for I don't have them for anybody else just for myself and um yeah, I think it is really important to be able to just have a minute and just think, oh, you know what, give yourself a break. Stop being stop being so hard on yourself because I, I genuinely give that advice out to everybody, but I very, very rarely take it. Can you give so, some examples of ways in which you are hard on yourself? So within work, definitely. Again, coming from a perspective of knowing that disability representation in the industry has been abysmal for so long I want the work I do to be incredibly high standard so that more opportunities can develop from that and also I never really just go into a job thinking this is just a job I want to be able to kind of impart some kind of knowledge about disability inclusion so that productions are more likely to hire somebody who's disabled after I've gone kind of thing so I do have I do have very high standards for uh, myself and and if I feel like I fucked up it really does get to me (laughs) I often rightly or wrongly fall into the trap of like it's either the best or it's nothing (laughs) right and and that can be a great thing but it but not all the time so how do you talk yourself down from these moments of like self-flagellation what do you what do you do to I actually yeah I I usually speak to the people who I know will um bring me down from that so I, I have an incredible group of friends um so if I want tough love and just be told you just being an idiot just stop it <laughs> I'll go to like my friend Alex if I want like belly laughs I'll go to my friend Nicola and then I've got a, a boyfriend at home who I, I'm the emotional one. He is the very practical one. He's like, well, what, we, what are you worrying about that for? And it's, <laughs> I think it's just vocalizing it is yeah. a very, very helpful tool. And if all else fails, just cuddle the dog and life's <laughs> good again. Oh, amazing. Um, Ruth, what's your third piece of life advice? My third piece of life advice is you can't take it with you. And that's something that my grandpa always said. I always said like there's no pockets in shrouds and um I love I love that um that feeling of if you're here you live once and you have to live it to the, the the fullest and it's okay to treat yourself I love that but at the same time I'm you know very aware that money doesn't grow on trees um but I think when I've done a big job or I feel like I've achieved something that I'm really proud of I do very much enjoy just taking myself out for a really nice coffee or going just something really special that I can say, oh, I, I, it can be something tiny, just something that 
I can look at and think, oh yeah, I got that when, when I handed in my first draft of my script. I love that idea of you can't take it with you. You know, no one wants to be buried with the money. And that doesn't have to be money. That can be generosity with time. I think generosity is a really big thing that I love and I I love to see in other people. Yeah. It was taking me a while to get my head around what you meant by you can't take it with you. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I understand it now and I love it because it's basically like spend it while you can, whether it's money or whether it's love or whatever you're giving out. It's like when you're dead, unless you're like an Egyptian um, queen and you're buried with literally all of your paraphernalia around you you're not exactly yeah um but I'm sure that people could get buried with all of their favorite things if they wanted to but anyway the point is um use it right and enjoy it and that's and that's something that I and that's the same with like wisdom knowledge um I just and everything that uh, just to give as much as possible put as much back into the universe as, as you've been lucky enough to get I love that because I think sometimes there's an instinct of sort to sort of hoard, like hoard your success, hoard your money, and I Absolutely. think sometimes it can be scary for whatever reason to sort of open yourself up and and give outwardly. So I love that advice. Thank you. We're just going to go to a quick ad break, and we will be right back. And we're back with some amazing life advice from Ruth, who is on to her fourth piece of advice. And Ruth, this is one that I have heard before, but I'm interested to know what it means to you, because it's this too shall pass. I think it's something that a lot of people say, and it really, really means a lot to me, Um, like it does to so many people for various different reasons. I think going back to what I said before about living as a disabled person who has had health problems in the past and has to deal with various different things with health now, like pain, if I'm having a bad pain day, there is literally nothing I can do other than kind of just succumb to it. Yeah. It's just a phase. That's what I always think. Like pain is is part of everyday life, but the severity of it changes. So when it's really bad, I know that it won't be really, really bad for all the time. It'll it'll ease up at some point. And I do fall into the trap sometimes of being really resentful and being like, I, I, I don't have time for this pain. I've got a lot to do. I'm very busy. But yeah. you just have to kind of succumb to it. Let your body rest and know that it will pass in time. But also that's not just that. I think not just the physical side of it, like part of my job, a big thing that actors deal with, writers, any kind of creative that we deal with on a daily basis is rejection. You have to, at the time it feels devastating when you don't get a job that you want. And I always say, I give myself 24 hours. So I'm allowed to wallow for 24 hours. I'm allowed to feel whatever I feel. I'm allowed to cry. I'm allowed to eat what I want. I'm allowed to be really grumpy. I'm allowed to stay in my pajamas, just stay on the couch and sulk. Um, But after 24 hours, it's done because it's passed. Mm, yeah and just kind of giving yourself up to things and not fighting them I think sometimes when you're like when you're fighting the pain when you're fighting something bad that's happened at work or with your friends or in your personal life it can kind of make it worse and make it last for longer 100% and I've again been so guilty of that in the past what is your fifth piece of life advice Ruth you know what? I couldn't choose between two. So I'm going to give you the one that I think is more dif- different than the others. Okay. And that is to prey on it. 
I've I've grown up with faith all my life, and I personally find prayer really helpful because um, some people call it meditation, some eat, whatever that is to you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like a religious thing. It can just be a meditation thing or putting something out into the universe that you that that you want help with or that you want to be thankful for. And that that I find that really helpful because I truly believe that I'm here for a bigger being than myself, whether that be to hopefully make this industry a lot more accessible for disabled people coming into it. And I very much appreciate and cherish that feeling of being here for a bigger reason. Yeah. Because um, we can all be very selfish sometimes. And again, I fall into that trap regularly. So just kind of taking time to just be at one with, you know, universe or all your faith or whatever that is, just to kind of realize that you can be thankful for however and wherever you are in your life. Yeah. As someone who isn't religious, I'm interested in what prayer actually looks like and how you do it. Because I think if I was to sit down and do what you've just said, I wouldn't, I literally wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do a bit of, you know, prayer to whatever that means to mm-hmm. me, to the thing that I believe in mm. outside of myself. But the only image I have in my head is, you know, very sort of contrite, somebody kneeling at a bed with their hands in a prayer position. So I'd yeah. love it if you could just illuminate me to like what it can be, a prayer. Yeah, so I just, I, I um, f- for me, it's about stillness uh-huh. because I'm constantly on the go. And this industry is constantly, it's a go, 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 go um thing you know we have to get the work done we have to finish before you know all of that so for me it's about being really still and kind of I usually open my hands up so that Mm -hmm. I'm like literally not doing anything with my hands so just just resting them on my knees and just 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 being and really concentrating on my breathing and just you you don't have to pray to a particular being whether Mm. you know for me it's about listing the things that I'm thankful for because I suppose the other thing I've always thought about prayer is that you're mm. asking for something. No, and I think, yeah, I think that's, I, I again, I often felt like that growing up. Like, I don't, like, and I do, I do, I do ask for, you know, at least the world, the world at the minute is just a terrifying place. Mm. And I often ask, um, even if it's not asking for, it's like hoping for things yeah. that you would love to see. But also listing things that I'm really thankful for. Like, it doesn't even have to be prayer. People do, like, gratitude journals. They do affirmations, all of those things. And I think it's just about being still. Being still is a really big thing. And it doesn't have to be religious. It can be just a real personal thing to you. Yeah. And that brings us on to your sixth piece of advice, which we've gone from beautiful, uh, (laughs) poignant, um, (laughs) profound, to... Don't be a dick. Don't be a which dick. Which is your last piece of advice. You know what? The people <laughs> constantly amaze me with how good they can be. But also, people also amaze me with how ridiculous they can be sometimes. <laughs> um, every disabled person will tell you that they have had the most ridiculous things said to them on a daily basis where no alcohol has been involved. It's just people just being ridiculous when they oh say God. things to you. Like, what's wrong with you? That's genuinely one of the things I get asked on a daily basis. Usually, you know, on public transport or even out in the street. I have to constantly try and remember people are just curious. But at the same time, it's, it is stupid. It crosses the line, say, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. 
I always think people have got so much going on in their lives. Everybody has got so much going on in their lives. Just just be nice. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Life is hard enough for everybody as it is without having a dick attitude. Do you have a line that you say when people ask you that obtuse question? It depends what mood I'm in, Lottie. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. <laughs> if I'm if I'm feeling particularly patient, I'll be like, "This is a really educative moment where I can impart some wisdom and like, yeah, explain that you know, that, you know, if you, if you're curious about somebody's disability, perhaps you should say like, um, would you mind me asking how, uh, what your disability is, how it affects you? Um, but mm. I completely respect if you don't want to share that because people, disabled people often have to share so much medical information because people just ask it and for so long it's just been considered okay. Yeah. Wow, it's so funny, isn't it? I wonder if sometimes it just comes out like this question because I get it sometimes being a queer parent like if I'm out and about with my daughter. Yeah. You know, people will just ask us the kind of things that they would just never ask a heterosexual couple it's about so true. The, how their child came into the world. It's almost like our difference is like allows people to um, to just be so kind of that brazen. is so true. It is. It's difference. Difference. That is exactly what it is. Difference allows feel makes people feel that they're allowed to um, yeah. ask whatever they like, but also encroach in your personal space when you're like literally just going shopping yeah, on the yeah. street with your like kid. Like you owe them something. And it's like, um, you, you would never ask that to a non-disabled person. You'd never ask that to a heterosexual couple with a child. It's, yeah. it, it is exactly that. Yeah, it, it definitely depends what mood I'm in with how I how I react to that, that the what's wrong with you thing. <laughs> and also, my favourite one is every disabled person will tell you that at some point, if not once, it's about 12 times, in, in a week that you will get asked, I shit you not, can you have sex? That's the question. And that it doesn't have to be in a nightclub. That doesn't have to be in a bar. That can be, that's been said to me in coffee shops. It it genuinely, people are fascinated by this wow. idea of me on the outside of it looking like I'm having a wonderful time. And, and, and obviously my boyfriend's non-disabled as well. So you can see people going, well, well how does that work? Wow. Just zero filter. Zero filter. So yeah, don't be a dick applies to many, many <laughs> things that disabled women and men get asked a lot of the time. Yeah. And Ruth, sadly, I'd love to keep talking to you all day, actually. Me but too. We're on to, we've had a great time. We have, there. yeah. We're <laughs> on to your last bit of advice, which is actually your the worst advice that you've ever heard. Um, so can you tell us what this is? I actually can't even remember who said this to me. I think it was more of a general conversation in a room rather than just being one person who said it but it's um it was something along the lines of well a disabled person is never going to have the same kind of career that a non-disabled person is in the acting world and you're not going to get the roles you're not going to get the same roles and there just there just aren't enough disabled stories for you to be able to work I'm like I'm an actor I don't have to just tell disabled stories that was very much the vibe even even that short time ago I mean, thank God I didn't listen to it. No, actually, no, that's a lie. I did listen to it and I knew it was wrong. Right. And I was like, well, we're going to change that because I can't sit in another room listening to this or I'm not having a young person come into this industry and sit and have to listen to that. That's ridiculous. And the worst is when that kind of advice is given as is presented as like, kindness is like I'm telling you this for your own good for your own good and that's the thing so many like so many young people who that th their only dream is to be an actor or a director or producer or writer and 
drama schools are notoriously inaccessible and that's that that's physically without getting over people's attitude or things right. on top of that so it's like if you're told that from a young age oh well you're not going to have the same kind of career you're not it's just not possible you're at a massive disadvantage to every single person who wants to be an actor and feels like they can just go so yeah it's a terrible piece of advice that is given all too often to people who want to thrive in this industry and who can give so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's bullshit advice that I will counter argument till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, what a brilliant line to leave it on. Ruth, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for giving up some of your time this morning. And um, No, thank you so much the best for having with the me. Show. <gasps> Can't thank wait you. to watch it. Oh, tell, my us, um, tell us what, when we can see it and so, where. Then Barbara Met Allen comes out on BBC Two and BBC iPlayer. Very exciting. And uh, yeah, it's a brick through a window and we're really proud of it. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Grazia Life Advice. If you know anyone who you think would enjoy this episode, then please make sure you share it with them. It really helps us reach a wider audience. We'll be back next time. Bye.